Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. <laughs> Thank you, Bob and Ray. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. How's everything going for you, Bob? Very good, but I, I did want to... I asked Webley to drop around because we didn't get a chance oh, to... Oh, that was like Friday, we didn't get a chance to ask you about... Uh, everything's been going very well for me. I wish I could spend a little more time to talk with you, but I'm so busy that I'm going to have to run along. Well, didn't you take our advice and uh, stop running up bills like you were doing, living at the Waldorf? And well, the way I looked at it, my ship is going to come in one of these days, and I'll be able to pay for all this. Yeah. living. That's pretty shaky ground you're living on, you know. Well, you know, Bob, uh, I think a person, if he's going to approach life at all, to approach it with a smile on his face. With a smile on his face, yes. He, you don't have to translate for me. People don't understand. And uh, you've got to have confidence in the future. Well, that's a little overconfident. Yeah, confidence point. in the future, you said. You uh, what the right? That's what he said, but uh, this optimistic outlook doesn't fit your pocketbook, I don't think. Well, as I say, one of these days, my ship will come in. At yeah, least I certainly sure hope. hope so. I hope so, because... I don't know why I have a big party over the hotel with Cesar and the whole guy. Okay, well, lots Papirio of luck. going to come out. Papirio's going to be yeah, there. Yeah, there. The whole dog. Have a good time. Pay your bill. Oh, he's gone. Pay your bills. He won't. He's going to get in the same trouble he's gotten into before. And now then, gang, stand by. Because we have with us today the last of the old-time Western Marshals, Slim Slade. And he's here with a few facts that might surprise you. Hello, Slim. All right, just keep your hands in sight, son. Well, what's this all about? Uh, I'm not armed or anything. Well, you've got to overlook me being suspicious. I, I'm still afraid of some young punk wanting to try me out. You mean there are still some gunfighters around who'd like to see how fast you are on the draw? Well, that's about it. At my age, i got to be careful. need every advantage in a gunfight. Well, Slim, I know at one time you were reputed to be the fastest draw in the West, that's right? That's right, but it was a long time ago. Quick draw these days takes me about... Oh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes to draw? Yeah, and about another 30, 40 seconds to pull the trigger. Well, has anyone attempted to uh, draw on you here in New York City? Not yet. But you know who's getting out of prison today? Who, son? Kid Bowlby. Sent him up 50 years ago, and he vowed that when he got out, he's going to look me up. Well, uh, what time is this train due in, Already in. Fact is, he might be on his way here now. Well, did you tell him you were coming here, Slim? Sure. Ain't no saddle tramp on earth can push Slim Slade around. Well, I think I'll uh, just get out of here. Stay where you are, sir. This is my fight, and you ain't no way involved. But I'll need a witness to what's about to happen, so if you try to leave, I'll pistol whip you. Well, I don't think you can lift that pistol, Slim. Two hands, I can. Stay where you are. Now... Just make out things as natural like. Keep on asking me them questions. Okay. Uh, where did you do your marshalling, Slim, back in the old days? Well, one place is like another. I used to arrest people wherever I went. Once I visited a prison and arrested one of the convicts there. Well, uh... Oh, that might be Kid Bobby. 
Slate, you in there? That's Kid Bobby, all right. Now I gotta trick him. Play along with me, what I do. Hello out there. Let you think I'm Slim Slade. Well, if you ain't, who are you? I'm, uh... I'm Billy Sickey. But I happen to know where Slim Slade is at. Now, I don't like him any more than you do, so come on in and I'll tell you where you can find him. Okay. Incidentally, just for the fun of it, leave your gun outside. Now, come on in. Well, you didn't uh, fool him one bit with that fake voice, Slim. Well, looks like I'm headed for the place where they ain't no gullies or ditches. Place where the cactus is tipped with blood material. Where horses are automatically broke in. A place where... Slim, he only nicks you on the toe. You'll be fine. And thank you, old-time Marshal Slim Slade, for being with us today. Watch out for the young punks. So long. Get him out, will you please, Wallace? Come on, buddy. Help him along. Roll along. I'd like to take a moment to remind you, as they do in radio as always, wherever you go, go with radio. But if where you're going is to take a shower, well, don't take your radio along. You don't want to lose any of your listeners through, uh, you know, trouble like that. Right, that's negative thinking. Uh, with radio, there's always music, news, and entertainment right there waiting for you. So pack that portable wind-up radio along with you wherever you go. The slogan is, radio is instant fun. And now, Butter Pecan, the greatest name in ice cream, presents another episode of One Fellow's Family. Today's episode is entitled, Going Like Sixty and is taken from book V.I., chapter C.L.V.I.I.X. It's shortly after four in the afternoon as we look in on the family. We find Father on the front porch, sitting there next to Mother, and Father speaks. Beautiful day, Fanny. Certainly is. Good day to, to sit on the porch and rock. Wonder where the family is. Jack and all the girls. Well, Claudia's back east on vacation. Mm. Yes. Clifford is up north fishing. Mm. You suppose it's too early to cut back the roses? Well, in another week or so, Daddy. Now, who in the world would be driving up this residential street? Like that. It looked like Jack's car to be. It was. Come to think of it, it was Jack's car. I think he's gone around the block. Maybe he missed seeing the house. What in the world would he do that for? Why wouldn't he stop and come in and say hello to his folks? Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. Have you called Doctor about those teeth of yours? <laughs> Haven't been having too much trouble it with the blade. Seems to seem to slip <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Jack! Oh, Jack! Oh, Jack! He didn't hear us. Then. It is Jack. Must be. He looked anxious. 
Looked like he wanted to get someplace. Yes, well, he's getting there in a hurry, but all he's doing is going around and around the block. Well, I don't know. Maybe we ought to call. Well, here he comes. going like 60. You've been listening to One Fellow's Family. Brought to you by Butterfree Calm, the greatest name in ice cream. Today's episode was entitled Going Like 60 and was taken from book VI, chapter CLBIIX. One Fellow's Family is written and produced by T. Wilson Messy. This is a Messy production. We don't have any uh, lost and found items, do we, in uh, our studio grab bag as yet? No, we haven't, uh, Bob. People have been very careful in our audiences this past month to... They used to leave uh, valuable items here, but uh, they've been watching it. I think the signs on the wall have helped a great deal. We cannot be responsible. Right, and to keep an eye on everything and to be sure you have everything uh, when you leave that you had when you came in. Incidentally, keep those good neighbor nomination letters coming in because very soon now we'll be getting the good neighbor award for August. Uh, or September. I think we've given the August. Did we give the August? Yeah. I, we gave it away before. Wait a minute, Bob. I see Pierre. Mr. Music is about to give the downbeat. Hi again, everybody. This is your Faces in the News reporter. And today's face, a red one. It belongs to truck driver Joseph Swanson, who's here with us now. Uh, how do you like having your face in the paper, Joe? Oh, pretty good, but it's not the first time my picture's been in the paper. Once when I was 13, there was uh, some kind of an epidemic around, and the picture was taken of me standing online waiting to get a shot from a doctor. And uh, the picture of you that appeared in the paper yesterday, the one showing your truck wedged in under the uh, Harvey Township underpass, uh, was it as, as enjoyable as... Uh, <laughs> As the picture you just discussed? Well, the picture of me standing in front of my truck uh, shows me... Well, a perplexed look as you stir at the contents of your truck spilled all over the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the one uh, when I was 13 better. I was much lighter then. Wirier. <laughs> sure. Uh, I looked like a jerk on this latest <laughs> picture. Well, I tell you, would you tell our listeners about your poor height judgment, Mr. Swan? Well, you know, life is just a matter of inches. Baseball... Mm-hmm. A ball can be hit a tenth of an inch away from a fielder. Yeah. Uh, a safe could fall out of a building and miss a guy by half an inch. Sure. And sometimes three-quarters of an inch could be the difference yeah. between... Well, now, look, I agree that life is a matter of inches, Mr. Swanson. Right. Now, then, how high was the underpass, and uh, what was the height of your truck? Well, the underpass is 11 feet high, and uh-huh. my truck, from the pavement up, runs uh, about 27 feet. Oh. Boy, that must have been quite an impact. <laughs> well, it's funny the way it happened. I was uh, approaching the underpass, uh-huh. and I noticed the skull and the gear shift stick uh, wasn't screwed on tight. They come loose every once The head was uh, facing the instrument panel. And that uh, threw you off. It certainly huh? did. Next thing I know, <laughs> whammo. Well, it's lucky you didn't get hurt. That's all I oh, can yeah. say, Joe. Well, I have the protection of the uh, foam rubber padding on the dashboard to thank for that. When I hit the underpass, 
I was thrown against the dashboard and snapped back into the van of the truck. I see. Well, now, uh, Mr. Swanson, in the picture, you're yeah. staring at the contents of the truck scattered yeah. all over the road there. Would you tell our listeners uh, what you were transporting? I was transporting a lot of office equipment. Desks, swivel chairs, filing cabinets, wastebaskets, desk sides, coat racks, water coolers, all stuff yeah. like that. And the picture shows the furniture all over the street. Yeah. Now, in this one picture, I see a man uh, sitting on one of the swivel chairs that was thrown off truck, and uh, he's got both thumbs under his uh, suspenders, and he's wiggling his fingers and smoking a yeah. cigar. Do you know him? No, he's some wise guy. Uh-huh. Make him believe he's an executive. A lot of guys kid around when something like this happens. You know, that's that's the truth. And then I also see a man with a feather duster going over your truck with Mark sincerity. Yeah, I yeah. punched him one. Uh-huh. Well, how does your boss feel about all this? Well, I'm very lucky there. Uh, I'm my own boss, so I oh. have nobody to answer to all the damages I pay for. Well, you are indeed <laughs> lucky, uh, Mr. Joseph Swanson. Right. And thank you for being such a wonderful face in the news. Do we have time to call in Arthur Schrank, who is today in Nashville, Tennessee? If we hurry, boy. With the help of uh, F.C. Soul of WLAC there, Smelly Dave makes his first appearance after having been found in Albany, New York. So come in, Arthur Schrank, Nashville. This is Arthur Schrank speaking to you from a theater here in Nashville, WLAC's promotion department, in conjunction with Bob and Ray's Great Whale, uh, are presenting a display here in this theater in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. I'm standing in front of... <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, standing in front of a theater filled with uh, WLAC listeners and fans and clients. And I would like now to present uh, Mr. L... Uh, Mr. F.C. I'm sorry. Mr. F.C. Stoll. Stoll. Uh, uh, Mr. F.C. Stoll, the uh, uh, general manager of WLAC, who will uh, open the curtain and Thank show you the display. I've just been told that we don't have too much time here. I just would like to thank on behalf of our WLAC staff and our audience here in Nashville, I'd like to thank Bob and Ray for sending Dave here in his first appearance uh, since having been gone so long. And with these words, I now direct that the curtain be opened that you may get a better look at Smelly Day. Same old story, I guess, but at least uh, Dave is back on the road, so watch for him in your town. This is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. For news and colorful sidelines, hear Lowell Thomas evenings on the CBS Radio Network. CBS Radio Network.